to Rise Above the Ranks, which is in conjunction with our newsletter, readtheblueprint.com, a bi-weekly newsletter to keep you up to date on the world of residential real estate. Each week on this podcast, we dive deep into one topic of real estate that we think will help you elevate your game. This week's topic is, it's actually a great one, how to work with developers. It's a hands down most important topic we're going to probably cover on this entire podcast because it's really how you and I built our business, right? Yep. It was how do we get to clients when we're not from LA, we don't know anybody, we don't have any contacts in our phone book, who do you turn to? And I think it was you and I, we, we, we had a light bulb go off and realize developers don't care who they work with. They only care about who brings them the deal, right? And if you do a good job, yep. they're probably gonna give you the listing on the back end, Correct. which is how we got to one and a half billion dollars, just knock the mic there, one and a half billion dollars of active inventory. I mean, God, there are so many stories that I can think of where you and I were trying to cultivate relationships with different developers, but there was one that we started our business with uh, Zach Vella. And Zach was a young guy out of New York, had a lot of money behind him. And we found Zach, literally, and we didn't let go of Zach. And I remember it was like we would offer him deal after deal after deal after deal. And then it goes back to our door knocking episode, which is where we door knocked our first big sale for six and a half million. What was the first thing we did after we door knocked that development deal? Well, I think we did rock, scissors, paper first. Correct. But we both ended up door knocking it. And then we got the lead. Sold the house to Zach. Yep. He built the house. Yep. We listed it on the back end. Yeah. So we sold it to him for six and a half. And then we sold it for him for 37 million. So that's $44 million right there. And that was over the span of eight years. He took yeah. a little longer than most. Yeah. But that just goes to show, and look at all the business we did with him over those eight years. Oh, it's insane. We cultivated the relationship, we maintained the relationship, and we probably done $200 million in transactions over eight years because we maintained that relationship. And on top of that, we got a call from Gene Leone yep. and listed his house, his teardown, yep. for $6.5 million as a result of the first sale to Zach. Yep. So not only did we get more business from that, not only, not only did we do more business with Zach, but then we started to think, wait a minute, we're onto something here. And we started selling, again, that was a $6.5 million teardown. We grew to $10 million teardown. Yep. We grew to $20 million teardown. We have sold a $56 million tear down well not tear down a complete gut job it may as well be it's it's honestly as we talk about it it's nuts but to the new agent out there how do we help them and i think the best way of doing that is reverse engineering the entire process right if you reverse engineer it i'm a new agent in the business how do i get to developers i think the way you get to the developers is you find the deals first right so step one door knocking Step two, sending out mailers. Putting out these campaigns on a frequent basis, five times a week, seven times a week, 10 times a week through every little outlet that you can find. Find the deals and then show up to any development site. Ask for who owns the property. Tell them, I've got a deal I wanna offer. 
the owner of this property and then bring them the deal. And that's how you start the relationship. And that's pretty much what you and I did and how we got to these developers back then. Yeah, totally. Step one is the teardown. Yep. And finding the teardown, like you said. And I think what's interesting is that through door knocking, which we mentioned in our last episode or a previous episode, not only do you get the deals, right, to offer the developers, but you also learn the areas, yep. especially coming from two Brits. We did not know our way around. Like, we don't make any secret of the fact that we started in Bel Air, in the Hollywood Hills. We didn't know what street was what. In fact, I we still didn't... don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe a little no, bit better. No, I really don't. Then. Really? Pretty much. No, I think that's... that's. I use ways. Yeah. It's helpful. But you still know. Okay, where's Perugia Way? What, is it? What, what street is it off? All right, I have an idea. Okay, exactly. So I think that from learning that, you know, it helped us once we sell a property, a teardown to a developer, to actually know what we're talking about. Well, if you buy this for six and a half and you put seven million into it and you're in for 13 and a half, call it 15 with carry, it could be worth $30 million, right? Because that one down the street sold for $30 million. And that doesn't even have as good of a view as this one. Mm -hmm. So it, we, 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 I think we gradually started to really learn yep. the areas. And, and now I guess we are pretty much pros, whether you said or not, we're pretty damn good. Fair enough, I'll take the compliment. What have we got? Literally, what have we got signed listing inventory it's right now? It's a big, big, big number. And I have to attribute a lot of our success to working with developers. Totally. But it I, made I, us. It literally made us. It did. But I think the key to the new agent out there is not to take this shit too seriously. I think people think, you know, their livelihood's at risk. They've got to be amazing. But what they miss is you've got to have fun with your day-to-day -day job. You've got to have fun going out and prospecting. You've got to find someone that you actually enjoy spending time with and go out and do it with somebody so that it doesn't get boring and monotonous. Is that the word? Um, it is, actually. Find the right person to team up with where you can make it fun. We had each other. We'd go out. We'd prospect. And then the other thing to do with reverse engineering is Go find the buyers. Go find two or three buyers that you can take into these development sites whilst they're still under construction. Show the developer that you're thinking outside of the box. You're forward thinking. Show up. Stay front and center. Go check on the progress of a development site. Just call them, email them, text them, offer them other deals. The more front and center that we stay with our developers, the more use we are to them. Totally. If you don't, someone else will. Totally. So I think you have to stay front and center and relevant with developers because there's another 20 agents doing the same thing. And if they do it better than you, well, you just lost a huge opportunity. Totally agree. So I think right? there's two types of door knocking. The first one is door knocking for the teardown to sell to the developer. Yep. And the second one is actually door knocking, well, there's no door, but walking onto the development sites that are under construction, either with the client you sold the teardown to or another developer and giving input. Do you know how many times that we have walked onto a development site? Last week, walked onto a development site in Brentwood, right? On Chicory, for example. And the guy that's building the house took out his plans, he showed me. I gave him five changes to his floor plans before he'd even started framing. 
He also asked me for a contact for interior design for finishes because we know what to put in there. So to look at a developer that is building a house that's already under construction mm -hmm. and meet them for the first time and give them five changes yep. that they're going to do to make their house more saleable. Well, I actually think we're providing value there because we know the market. And the more we do that, the more likely they are going to want, want to work with us. It's a no brainer. Yep. It's like they're going to list it with someone. They may as well list it with that agent that's giving them the advice. So let's talk about like how do these agents get to the developer? Where do they find them? How do they get to them? And I think this isn't about reinventing the wheel. Developers are developing. They're at their properties. It literally is as simple as getting in your car, looking for a property that is under construction, having the balls to get out of your car and walk onto that development site, ask for the owner, and be resourceful of what you can do for them. Totally. And I, right? think, I think literally it's there for the taking. Everyone's like, how do I get successfully this business? How do I do that? And I always say, James and I were not afraid to do the work. Correct. It's right in front of you. But people sometimes get like, you know, newer agents that don't really rise above the ranks. Excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name. Um, no, a lot of those agents, they think that there's a magic wand you wave and suddenly it's like, Correct. oh, you got one and a half billion dollars of inventory. Oh, you sold a billion this year. It's like when we say that, they think we're almost lucky or we've got some trick. We don't have a trick. No. We have simple steps that are, ne that are necessary in order to get where we are. Let me just adjust this real quick. So bottom line to the new agent. Well, I think really quickly. Don't well, overcomplicate shit. Totally. But I think I think what it is, is we always rolled up our sleeves. We always knew that we would work harder than everyone else. We always knew we would never give up. And we always knew we'd, be, we'd remain ethical because yep. we're going to stay in our lane and not cause disruption. Those three things alone, keeping the eye on the prize, will get you a billion dollars of sales. And if it doesn't, you're doing something wrong. Correct. So simplify it for the new agent out there. Simplify it. Don't be fearful or be fearful if it fuels you. Absolutely set your target. Look at the top dogs out there. We're trying to give advice right now for that reason. Never give up and stay in your lane. You will not fail. And as a new agent, where do I go? I've just got my license. I'm a new realtor. I've just hung my license with a brokerage. I want to get to developers. Tell me where I should go. Pound the pavements. Look at an area that you are going to farm. If it's West Hollywood, Brentwood, Hollywood Hills, uh -huh. Bel Air, Beverly Hills, there are tens of billions of dollars of real estate Agreed. sold every year just in those neighborhoods I mentioned. And to any agent across America, this just doesn't count for LA. This formula works anywhere across America in any price point. So now I'm a new agent. I got the fear part out of the way. I'm outside a development site. I've parked my car. I'm secretly shitting myself. I've walked in. I've asked for the property developer. And he says, that's me. Great. What do you do next? David Parnes with the agency. Great to meet you. I have to tell you, I've been following you and everything you're building. And I absolutely have to say, it's beautiful. If you have a minute, can we take a look at the plans? Excellent. Sure. No, no, no problem. But we're not going to be finished for six to eight months. Perfect. Because I see that you've just started your framing right now. And if I look at your plan, well, now I'm looking at your plans. I can see there's a couple of things that you don't have to do, but I would recommend were changed or corrected based on what I know will sell. And this is what I do all day long.
Come back in six months. We're, we're going to talk then when I'm further along and then we can have a, you know, a proper conversation. No prop. I'll just point out my observations real quick because in six months time, it's probably going to be too late and costly to make these changes. But I just want to put them in your head, whether you do them or not. This is just me speaking from the heart. Like I know based on my experience, it's the right thing to do. I do see your pool is a little bit too small for the size of the house. If I was you, we're on a promontory right now. You've got beautiful views. You kind of want to offset it as much as possible with water. And right now your pool's a little bit small. Damn, you're a persistent Come, let me give it you a tour. <laughs> Thanks, I'm just, I'm just being honest. And while we're at it, I just noticed the main bedroom on the primary bedroom suite on the second level is also at the back of the house. You probably want that facing the view as well. Love so I it. might think about just a reconfiguration. And by the way, doing that now, is easy Love it. And, and, and listen i've got all the time in the world for you if you want to talk about finishes design what the trends are right now i'll be happy to do that as well i love it i think the key there is we as agents are resourceful we know the market we're experts in our field and Developers build houses, they don't know how people live in them. We do, we show the house every single day. Correct. So we actually have information to these developers as a resource that doesn't actually cost them any money. Be a resource, be a master at your craft. Let these developers know you are the shit, you are the expert, you are the pro. They will buy into that and they will want that. Um, and I think that was a great example um, of kind of what to do and how to do it and how to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, for me, or us, should I say, we never really let fear get in our way. I think the moment I, I was fear. scared or in fear of something was the moment we would jump in front of it because the moment you let a fear sit, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and becomes more scary to jump into. So the, the moral of the story is get over your fear, get out there, pound the pavement, and go meet developers. Okay, well, that was lovely. Uh, I hope that helps everyone. But the truth is, that's how we built our business. It is. And we say door knocking, but door knocking was a byproduct of working with developers, which actually got us to where we are today. So yep. huge, huge topic there. Okay, question time. Okay, serious question. Hey guys, love the new pod. Question for you guys. Do you know your contracts? <laughs> Do you know your contracts inside out and can effortlessly articulate them to your clients? Or does it not matter because the clients you work with have an attorney to review them? Good question. That's from Ben in Nebraska. Love that question, Ben. The short answer is you have to know your strengths and weaknesses. My weaknesses are contracts. And therefore, I've never tried to become an expert in the, in the contract field. We have an expert on our team that we're able to delegate to. As yeah. salespeople, I'd rather be out in the field selling and then passing the contract back to the contract queen or the contract person that knows what they're doing. That's just me. Having said that, we did learn the contract very early on. There will be questions that come up from your clients regarding the contract. You better be ready to answer those questions when they come up. Having said that, we like to delegate contract things to someone that actually lives for a good contract. We live for selling. Right, and I just think that we started off, we had to do our own contracts, because, and that's a great organic way to totally. know the process. Are we whizzes on the contract? F no, but we do know enough so that if any buyer or seller client asks us specific questions, yep. we, can pr we can pretty much answer them. If we can't, we go to Michelle, who works right. with us, 
and she answers up for us. We don't bullshit. A hundred percent. And just to end that question, Ben, the key to contracts, if somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer to the question, you tell that person, I don't know the answer. I'll get back to you. Never, ever, ever make up the answer on the spot because it will come back and bite you in the ass. People will respect you for saying, I'll come back to you. Remain ethical. Goes back to that point. It's one of our three things. Okay, next question. Okay, next question. This is slightly more relaxed. (laughs) What would you guys be if you weren't real estate agents? Uh, I would be a professional dancer because I'm really talented there. Stripper. (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much for that question and that was jessica from miami (laughs) (laughs) i would be selling something i just love the 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 mechanics of selling selling. i love people i wouldn't be selling my own body no but i do love selling and i love everything whatever i do i'd be writing my own paycheck and that's what i truly love about this business is we have the ability to create our own success so no matter what it is it would be something where I could write my own paycheck. I'd be building properties, building real estate, which I do anyway. But yeah, it's kind of like hand in hand. So thank you very much, Jessica from Miami. Thank you so much for listening to Rise Above the Ranks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have a question, please email us at hello at readtheblueprint.com. And we look forward to bringing you tons more fresh content. Thank you so much. Thank you all.